Colin, and as you come to the front, um, I would really love to honor you. We know each other, and our families know each other, and um, we really want to honor the person that you are. And I think just for you standing here, we can have your just hearts that are open because we know your relationship with God, and we know you, you walk the walk, and you don't even, not just talk the talk. So thank you for that, and thank you for your just um, being prepared and just being vulnerable for God to speak through you. And may the Holy Spirit just calm you and just speak through you today. And may you also be blessed as you bless us and as you just pour out your wisdom that you've received from God on us. So let's just pray for him. Father God, thank you for Kyle and Lord. And your thank you for his family, Lord, and just the way that they are living, Lord. Thank you for their humble hearts, Lord. And that we can see, Lord, just your goodness through them. We can see your love through them, Lord Jesus. And thank you that they spend time with you, Lord. And we know that every word that comes from Kylan's lips, Lord, tonight will be blessed, Father God. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will you know, let, let your word fall on every heart here tonight, Lord. And thank you just for his willingness and his obedience, Lord, as he share your word tonight. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to walk there. Not out of preference. I think it's just easier for that guy with the camera for the live stream. <laughs> But like Ellen said, my name's Kylan, and I'm probably the only Kylan here, and one of the few <laughs> Indian people here. <laughs> so we're praying that changes one day, um, but I think it involves a bit of us reaching out. Um, but it's just really a privilege to be able to share with you today. So once again, welcome to church, and it's really such a privilege again to share with you uh, my name's Kylan. I'm actually one of the staff here at church. I'm married to that beautiful lady there um, with the Czech red shirt, Sinead. Um, and we've been married this month for three years. So that's such a celebration. <laughs> so it, it, it's a funny story there because we dated for five years until we got married. So when I finally asked her to marry me, she didn't say yes. She said it's about time. So... <laughs> it's actually on camera. If you guys ever want to see that, you'll see it. She says, it's about time. Um, so I'm really blessed to have her in my life. Uh, we serve together in ministry, so that's really a massive blessing for us as a couple. And just flowing back from last week, last week Yaku mentioned that for the next three weeks, last week, this week, and next week, we are going to be focusing on why do we exist um, as people and as every nation. And last week, Yaku went into our mission statement. And if we look at that mission statement, we're going to say it out again. So let's say it together. One, two, three. We exist to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. So Yaku spoke about, a lot about last week of why we exist. And we exist, firstly, to honor God. And we could probably put a full stop there and leave it there. Because ultimately, that's what we should exist for, to honor God. And God has given us a specific strategy as every nation, a specific thing that he's called us to do. And that's to plant, establish Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. And he spoke a lot about what does it mean for me to honor God as a person. So does it mean uh, in my workplace, how do I honor God? In my relationships, how do I honor God? When I am with my friends, how am I honoring God? And that was an amazing thing for me because he used an example once of uh, when you do your taxes, do you honor God? 
I think there was a few times where I must repent of in my non-saved lives where, where I gave someone to do my tax and I was like, oh, shoot, that doesn't honor God. And when you look at other things in our life, he spoke about how we as a church, how do we honor God? And part of honoring God is being a body that functions properly, that we're a body that has many different parts. Going back to what Dylan said, there's so many different departments in this church. Some serve in hospitality, some serve in the worship team, some uh, serve in hosting. The guys that welcomed you when you came into the church, the guys that gave you chocolates when you had something to celebrate. We are different parts of the body, but we function together. We are interdependent together. So how do we as a church honor God? And today, we're going to move into a space of where you see those words, spirit-empowered. And many times we might wonder, hey, what is, what is spirit-empowered? What does it mean? Um, why do we have to be spirit-empowered as a church? And I actually was reminded of a, of a story on my side, right? So I don't know about you. I think I shared this in victory training. But have you ever been in your car when the petrol light was on and you thought you could make it to the destination, but you, you really did it, right? So I think it was 2015 or so. Sinead was with her friends in the mall. We were still living in Durban then, and she was in Gateway. And she said, okay, can you fetch me at a certain time? I'll be done then. So I remember jumping in the car, and the petrol light was on, but I was like, oh, it's fine. There's a garage close to the mall. I'll just fill there. It's fine. I was rushing. It was late. So as I go, I pass a garage, and I'm like, no, I don't need to stop here. I'm wasting time. I'll get there. And literally between that garage and the next garage, car went off. Lo and behold this. And no matter how much I cranked this car, it didn't start. I could kickstart it, it wouldn't start. I could try anything. This perfectly good car. The car was in good condition. It had a good service history. All of these things, but it wasn't functioning. And it made me think of a few things. And when I look at, at just scripture and in Luke, in Luke chapter 24 and verse 49, you see that there's a, a space here where Jesus actually calls his disciples and he tells them, Behold, I'm sending the, the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And I will explain how I thought about this and how it kind of linked in my mind. But this story kind of intrigues me because... Here the disciples are, they've seen Jesus, they saw him die, some of them actually rejected him in that moment, and then he rose up again, and he reveals himself to them, and he tells them that you should be my witnesses, and then he tells them to wait. So I was like, okay, but why? Because for me, if I knew I was so excited about something, I remember the day I passed my matric exams. I was so excited. I told everyone, hey, I did so well, I passed. So these guys have this amazing story to tell. They have this good news to say that Jesus, our Savior, this Christ, has come. And he has, has given us this good news that he came to redeem us of our sin. He's forgiven us of our sins, and we are witnesses of that. So it would be hard for me to actually wait, but Jesus tells them to wait. But why? Why does, why does Jesus tell them to wait? You see, like... The car story, if they had to continue just doing what God had told them to do, given them purpose to do, 
they wouldn't have gone to the extent that Jesus wanted them to. They wouldn't have reached the destination that Jesus wanted them to. You see, what they had in mind was different to what Jesus had in mind. Because Jesus probably had a fuel, the Holy Spirit, something to empower them to go much further than they would even imagine. So, you see, there's a space now where, where God, it's amazing how He answers this for me. Because firstly, as this all-powerful, loving God, you see, each one of us here, and every person probably in this world, has these two deep desires. The one desire is to be loved and accepted. And yet Jesus comes in and he, he just gives us that assurance that you are loved and that you are accepted because he died for every, every person that's here right now. Look at Ben enjoying himself there. <laughs> so we see Jesus coming in to, to actually fulfill this need of us needing to be loved and accepted. And then to almost push it a space further, he comes and fulfills the second need as well, which is purpose and significance. And he tells his disciples, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey. He gave them purpose. But Jesus doesn't just stop there. He doesn't just give us purpose and leaves us on our own. He actually gives us now the fuel that will take us to fulfill this purpose. He gives us something that can be with us to the end of age. He gives us the Holy Spirit. And when we speak as a church of being Spirit-empowered, we know firstly that we are loved and accepted, but God gives us purpose, purpose to fulfill His mandate. And He gives us the Holy Spirit that will help us do that. And today you might be standing here understanding, firstly, I want you to get this. That when Jesus died on that cross, he didn't exclude anyone here. I just want to almost, I just feel in my heart to just stay there. Just understand that firstly. You might be sitting here probably feeling that you've done the worst things in your life. I think I used worst right there. Okay, cool. <laughs> and you might be feeling that you are not worth it, that you've done too many wrong things for God to accept you. And that's the one side, and God accepts you for who you are. I want to just remind you, He loves you. And because He loves you, He gives you that purpose after that. And then on the other side, there's a side of people who just feel maybe religious. <laughs> we might be sitting here feeling that, yeah, but I tick all the boxes. I go to church, I pray every morning, I do all of these things but I don't get to experience this purpose that God has given me. And in this moment, I want to almost align the two and says God didn't separate the two when he gave us purpose. So when he sent us the Spirit to empower us to go and reach the nations, to do so many things, he didn't leave uh, a specific group of people to say, but you guys are the leaders of the church. So you should maybe focus on the running of the church and don't focus on reaching out. No. He called us, Sinead, myself, Natasha, Yaku, Marielle, us who might feel like we are staff in this church. He calls us as well to go out into the streets and bring people. And what are we bringing people into? It's not just making disciples. Why are we making disciples? Going back into the very thing that Yaku said last week, 
everything else that we do, we make disciples, we raise leaders, we plant churches. We do all of these things for the honor of God. And today, God calls us into a space of, how are you honoring me? God says, how are you honoring me in your life? And there's this space where we stand here, and God gives us this purpose, but we choose not to do it. And now we have to stand here, and we'll have a moment later, if you feel that way. We repent, and we say, God, forgive me. Forgive me for not honoring you with this task that you've given me. You see, the thing about why the Holy Spirit comes there, we, we many times can think, and this was something that just burdened my heart in the week, because I remember a stage in my life when I was younger. I told myself, I don't think I'm called to be an evangelist. I don't think I'm called to go and share the gospel with people. And I got it so wrong. Because maybe, actually, to an extent, I was very right. Because I couldn't be an evangelist on my own. I couldn't reach anyone on my own strength. If I was chasing numbers, it would be worthless. But God, with His Spirit with me, when He empowers me, when I receive this infilling of the Holy Spirit, it helps me to go and reach out. So right now, you can say, who is this? Is this Spirit for everyone? Is it for just me or could it be for everyone? And let's, let's go into the scripture and we can see on our own. Acts 2, 17 to 18, it says, And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even my male servants and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And when I see the scripture, I see that God calls every one of us here to prophesy. He will pour out his spirit on each one of us here, young and old, male and female, rich or poor, black or white. God does not discriminate that very thing. He's calling each one of us to be filled with his spirit. And we're not filled. You see, a few weeks ago when we had this moment with Carol, it was an amazing moment where she spoke to us about hearing God's voice. How prayer unlocks the prophetic. And we had amazing moments here where God spoke to different people in different ways. Some of you saw pictures. Some of you just had a feeling. And you ask yourself, yes, God, you speak to me. I desire that you speak to me. But why? God, speak to me so I can impact the community around me. God, empower me. Speak to me so I can impact the city around me. God, speak to me so I can impact this nation. God, speak to me so I can impact the nations around me. And today, I, I just want to give you an example of how it's so amazing when the Holy Spirit works with you and when you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. You see that fear that you have when you have to approach that guy in the, at the spa because God gave you a word for him. It's gone. See that fear you had to share with your boss, the gospel. It's gone. And sometimes God will, you wonder, there's this person in my life and I don't know any way how this person would ever turn to Jesus because I know the life that they're living right now. Because I know the person that they might be. So I don't know how. And in those moments when you trust the Holy Spirit, He gives you 
such a breakthrough that sometimes even gives you a word. And I think it was two weeks ago, I remember having this coffee with a student. And the first time I met him, he felt just so closed. And I, and I remembered this day was coming where I was going to have this one-on-one -on -one coffee with him. God, help me. Help me get through to this guy. I don't want to just go there and just have a coffee and then it's done. And while we speak, God just gives me this image of a little boy who is sitting in the corner of this room and he just feels lonely. And I just started feeling all of these emotions. And I asked him, I just feel all of these things. Is it you? Like, did you ever go through a time of your life where you felt this way? And he said, yes. And I had a moment where I could just pray with him and affirm God's love for him and share the gospel with him. And I could lead him to the Lord. And that for me is such a precious moment, not for me, because I, Kylan, can be nobody. But it's God who chooses to use me. So I shared that not because I want to chop myself up, but I share it with you because I believe that the Holy Spirit can use every person that's here. So we're going to go into a space right now where you're going to go into two or three people and groups, and we're going to discuss something. And before we get there, do you desire this gift of the Holy Spirit? Do you desire the gift that Jesus promised? And you can't be sitting here saying no, and you can't be sitting here saying, yes, how do I get this? I want this now. And if we turn to Scripture, in Matthew 7, 7 to 11, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, know how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? And today there's a space where God is saying, I want to work with you. I want to fill you up. I want to partner with you as you reach the people around you, as you go through life. And He says, won't you just ask? Won't you just ask me for it?